get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back to episode 112. Oh, 112. What a players dwell. Peaches and cream episode. Of the What Up No podcast. <laughs> Peaches and cream. That was the first 112 song Dude, that came to my all, head. Of all of the 112 <laughs> songs. That's the one that came to your head, dude. It's the only one I can think of. I know there's other ones, and there's ones that are more prominent, but like that was just that one just popped in my head. And then I, I was I was thinking of a another song after you said peaches and cream and I started thinking <laughs> and it's like the split second of shit I'm thinking like what was another 112 song and then I started thinking of that wedding song but that wasn't 112 that was uh oh that whack ass jagged edge song jagged edge yeah that was it yeah so garbage I, I, really, I really can't even fault you because I really don't know too many uh uh 112 songs but uh Room one, and but the thing is, the room one twelve fair that wasn't even a fucking one twelve lyric. That was from Biggie, so <laughs> right. it was it wasn't even related to fucking uh, the group. So anyway, uh, uh, long decent hiatus, uh, but yeah. definitely back to uh, being back behind the mic. Pause. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. Maybe I've had too much to drink. I remember, having, I remember having a car, <laughs> I remember having a conversation with my wife, and I don't know what the car, I don't know how we got to it, but it was basically explaining that uh, in some parts of the world, I meaning to uh, to rock the mic was to get head. Like I've heard that on some like song or slang or something, and the guy was he was saying something about you know he wanted his home girl to to rock the mic. This and, guy, and uh, I was. She was like, "Why is that called?" You know, so I'm trying to explain this whole <laughs> thing of like why that means to like, yeah, whatever. And my dog is like tripping right now. Alex is wilding, dude. He just dropped like a toy at my feet, and then like oh, no, rubbed his nose in my that, hand. That is that is totally the trick. So oh, I know the trick. Yeah. So for those who don't know, my dog, well, my wife's dog. I'm just <laughs> he, he's just kind of <laughs> that non-claiming. Like I, he just, my dog. No, he just. No. I just kind of live here with him and shit. Um, <laughs> but no, he don't live with you. You live with him. <laughs> I live with him, and I pay half the bills. Um, and he pays not a goddamn thing. But he does this thing where if he wants you to play with him, especially with a toy, he just drops it right on. Sometimes he actually put the toy in your lap, like we sit on the couch upstairs. Mm-hmm. He just bring that bitch and throw it on your fucking like toss it up in the air and it put it on your lap and shit. Like, like nah, dog, I'm not playing. He he good. He get he get visitors for the most part. I know the trick. Like I'm not even gonna touch him. Yeah, like he's standing just, right by me, and I'm like, yeah. I could rub his head, but and I already so know if I rub done. his head, it's ball yeah. game for me yeah, for the next a, he, however he, long he, we podcast. He's seasoned. He's a he's seasoned a vet in the game. He he knows the deal. <laughs> he he totally knows the deal. So yeah, I don't. Like, I just I'm look away. Gonna, yep, I'm like I'm not even gonna but feed into this. What's crazy though? So right my now. my wife got uh, Alex. Now Alex is a a rescue dog. He's a beagle mix with whatever the fuck. But for, <laughs> but for the most part. He's a he's a pretty decent dog, but he's getting old and he's getting moody and shit and so forth. And like uh, about a couple of days ago, you know, I was playing with my wife and I grabbed like the back of her leg 
And this nigga like gave me like a don't fuck with my owner like bite. Like he didn't he like he put his arm his mouth on my arm like it wasn't like a pierced skin or even hurt just like that's a warning nigga. right <laughs> next time and i'm like motherfucker i'm like you got one more time to try this bullshit and you're gonna be homeless <laughs> he gripped your arm like i promise you boo right 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 <laughs> one more time right. i'm like nigga, you don't get your punk ass on but yeah, you do so, that again it's right. gonna be a problem <laughs> Yeah, so Alex the trip. He need to go upstairs and get the fuck on. Um But yeah, so yeah, we back. Um end of the year is almost here. I'm so happy to see two thousand sixteen leave this bitch. It's a shitty, shitty year, shitty year. But you know, I'm looking forward to the new year, new good shit and you it's know It's too much time left. Oh, it takes so much time for so much bullshit to happen. Right. Someone, I see, someone there's posted, way too much time left in this month. Some somebody posted something on Facebook. It's a girl. She had said something like something to the effect of, you know, tomorrow, the, the tomorrow today was horrible. Tomorrow got to be a better day. And I was like, well, tomorrow technically still lands in 2016. <laughs> right. So that means bullshit can happen. So it, <laughs> it's like, funny because like in my head, I'm entertaining the thought of like once everybody gets to 2017, we gonna be straight. <laughs> and that's not necessarily the case, but 2016 has been so horrific. Yeah, yeah. that I feel like I just yeah. This I mean, is a part of me feels like once we hit January first, things are automatically going to get better just because there's no way you can go worse than the bottom. And I feel like 2016 is like the floor, and like <laughs> we're, I, I, we're not. I, no, 2016 is the basement. Right. <laughs> we can't go lower than the basement. So and then I just feel like, you know, 2017 could be like a trap door. Like, aha, bitches, we can go lower. <laughs> that concern, that concerns me, but I'm just like, but, I don't know. I just kind of feel like, let's just get out of this I, motherfucking month. Yeah, I think it's like, you know, one of those, you know, things where, you know, people look towards the landmark of the new year for like, you know, different things. I mean, that's been for ages, you know, people doing, you know, New Year's resolutions and all that shit. And I'm just like, I just need to not see one six anymore. Right. Like I want to be at a right one seven and something feel like, I just feel like it's going to be better at some point. Have some hope. Right. So, <clears throat> but we'll see. Um, any, uh, big Christmas plans? No, my, my biggest plans are to try to not have plans. That was how my Thanksgiving was. It was like Thanksgiving. I, I decided this year to opt out of Thanksgiving. I was like, you know what? So, I realized that I'm old and, I have a family and I have responsibilities and I can kind of do what I want. Like, I, I, I think when you are, let's say, like early to mid 20s and you start maybe you start dating or you start seeing somebody serious and uh, maybe you maybe you get married, maybe you don't. But whatever it is, you might be in a serious relationship and you are integrating another person's family into your life. You almost kind of feel like you need to to work to please them. And you, you kind of do what is expected of you. And I realized at Thanksgiving, I'm like, you know what? I'm already married. I've already been doing this for a while. I think I might just do what the fuck I want to do. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> so I decided to opt out of Thanksgiving. I mean, like, you, I, I like the idea of getting, like, food and shit like that and getting leftovers and all that shit. But I'm like, when you, er, when you like, mid-20s and shit, that is, like, the come up. Like, yeah, let me get... 18 plates, plates yeah, from yeah, yeah. 18 different houses and i can have food that'll last me for however long and like the holidays to come up 
right good. now I'm kind of like I'm straight on food. I can afford food. I'll be I, all right. That's that, 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 that <laughs> what I was just thinking. Like, I we didn't even plan to have leftovers. It just so happened that we just didn't eat it all. But it wasn't like we made a bunch where we we're gonna be eating for fucking eight days. One, we didn't do traditional Thanksgiving shit because I just really wasn't for it. So um, I was like, okay, we're not doing that shit. And then I'm like, we had leftovers next day. I'm like, bet, but nah. I'm kind of here. I'm like, I can afford to just eat an actual real meal that's not thanksgiving related on friday and <laughs> saturday and, and sunday and yeah. monday too so only thing i really wish i had was fucking sweet potato pie like i didn't get no sweet potato pie this this thanksgiving holiday and so that's the only thing i actually missed but i had banana pudding so it was cool i um, missed shit I, I man i had a great thanksgiving and i mean and i really thought about <laughs> it like i mean literally just thought about at this moment like it wasn't like <laughs> i was like damn i wish i had some sweet potato pie but at this moment thinking like that's usually a staple like my mom typically makes sweet potato pies every year or whatever so but yeah so i'm i'm not even like going back to what you were saying as far as like you get in a relationship you, it's almost like you're you have this this stage of like appeasing the family and shit. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, the first, you know, uh, year or two, like we, we were rotating families. We would go down to her, like the first year we were married, we went to her family's, uh, her grandmother in Ohio. Then we were like, we're staying up here this year, but shit like that. And just like, I'm just like, no. And then my, my wife, she doesn't really, uh, care for her sister-in-law. So she's like, <laughs> Like they had this big conversation. Wait, 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 wait. My her her brother's wife. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, not my sister. <laughs> I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Now. Right, 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 right. No. Yeah, so she don't really fuck with her like that. So I think so my mother in law wanted to have all of us over. And my wife was like, nah, bruh. Like, she don't even want to be in the same house with her for a long period of time. Wow. So, but yeah, my my sister in law is a little off. I don't blame her, but I'm I love my mother in law to death, so I'm willing to do it for the sake of my mother in law. Mm -hmm. You know, what I'm saying because one, I don't have to deal with her, so I just be talking to like my father in law and brother in law and shit or whatever the case. It's always because Christmas is always basketball on. You know, what I'm saying it's always yeah. shit that you know is in distraction. I guess with women, they just sitting around looking at each other and shit. <laughs> right. And so I think my my wife had tried to put one of um, her niece or nephew in time out or discipline because he was doing some fuck shit. And she got in tune with the mama because she didn't agree with her putting, you know, discipline in her, some dumb shit. Oh, boy. And it was just, it was just a, it was just a fucking mess. So she's like, I don't want to fuck with her like that for a long period of time. I'm like, I feel you, but I'm like, it's your mama. Just, you know, whatever. But, I mean, and then, too, it's like, you don't want to be nowhere on a holiday where you don't want to be, though. Like, I don't want to be nowhere where I don't want to be, but especially holiday, like, I want to be fake smiling and, you know, all that bullshit. Yeah. So, yeah. We, don't, we don't got shit up, though, is the answer, the answer to my own question. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, ideally, I would like to opt out of holidays indefinitely, but, like, but the, I guess the the interesting part of it is that I do enjoy my wife's family and my own family. Mm -hmm. It's just that sometimes you just don't want to do shit. Yeah, it's like I've spent my whole life up to this point traveling to other people's houses, and it, it's almost like the holidays are a chore. It's like I have to go here, I have that's to go exact, here, I have to go that's here. Exactly it's like, what it is. And it's like okay, chore. when you get 
like when you get to this point, it's like, okay, you know what? Now I'm an adult with a with a wife and with kids and a family. And I mean, why I, I got to go out my way? Maybe I mean, y'all can come over here for just, a change. And that's, you know? was, that's what I was just about to say. Like, why can't they just come to y'all house? If, I mean, that's if y'all want company. But Yeah, but I mean, I'd rather have company. I'd rather, I, I'd be fine with having like mad company. Oh, yeah. Because if I'm at home, I'll, I'll, I'll opt out of company. I was like, hey, y'all do you. I'm going to go upstairs and go to bed and uh, well, my thing <laughs> look was, at was Netflix that one, on my phone. <laughs> right. One, excuse me. I don't have to get dressed. I don't have to get, you know, yep. I don't have to take any kids. You know what I'm saying? You got, you know, a young one and, you know, your son. You got to, you know, drive them places and, you know, catered and all that shit. Like, nah, I'd rather just have folks over. Like, I I thought, well, in my head, I thought we were doing, like, Christmas brunch at our house and then going over her parents' house. But I don't know. I'm thinking somehow that's not going to happen. Like, I don't care. I love to have a family over. And especially I could just zone out and you know watch basketball or do whatever and not have to fucking leave the house if i could not put on fucking real shoes on christmas that'd be fucking great <laughs> like that, not to have to leave the fucking house maybe th- take the trash out with some yeah. flip-flops or some shit but yeah so i don't know i'm uh i'm just i'm just really looking forward to the new year but at the same time new year start i start back school again so that'd be interesting and you know um trying to before when I was working, I was kind of just working part time when I was going to, you know, doing lawn stuff, which is on my own schedule. But now I actually work a real fucking job and which is going great, man. My fucking people, man, they're fucking dope, dude. My um, boss is awesome. Today we were talking about um, the source and which albums that were four mics that got later turned into five mic albums. Doggy style. Doggy style was one. Right. Right, so we talked about that dude. He told me that he wrote, you know how that that section where you write to the editor, the source. Mm-hmm. He said he got his shit posted three times. Damn. Right, that's what I said. He said he's gonna bring me. Uh, I think the Chronicles one too, actually. It was. That was one. Um, those were two. Um, stu- uh, Doggy style, the Chronic, two thousand one. I think two thousand. The Chronic two thousand one. Was one as well. I don't recall. That was I, 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 know, I, I just, I just remember, remember when they up. did that. Yeah. That I made note. And I think <laughs> that my two favorites were I like think, promoted. And probably Mr. Monotone, probably correct. Or I could just look it up myself. Man, but, fuck him. Uh, <laughs> so never wanted to be on a podcast ass nigga. No. <laughs> I know he always ignores when we talking about bringing him to the podcast and shit. Whatever, dude. Um. Yeah, I gotta come on the podcast and man, quit lying. Um. Why the fuck you lying? Uh. Fuck. Um, what the fuck was it? Oh, uh, the score, Fuji's. I think that, that was, wasn't. I think that I think was, that was an original five. We both sitting up here on computers immediately. Put his right, hands to the keyboard. Right. Like I'm gonna place. I'm gonna say that I think the score was an original five. I don't know why I thought that was. And this is going off. And I don't know. I hate the using fucking Wikipedia, but I thought that was one of the ones. Five mic albums, albums that were not rated upon their release. Crossing my fingers, I'm right. No, the score was albums that originally received four mics and were later re-rated to five, which was uh, Grip It on on the uh, on that other level. Ghetto Boys, Doggy Style, The Diaries, Scarface, Against the World, Tupac, The Score, Fuji's, and Reasonable ah. Doubt. Jay Z. I was wrong about uh, Fuji's. Wait, so Chronic was originally five? 
Because that sounded incredibly short. You ran off like five. The, albums. the chronic was wasn't a four mic going to five. The chronic was a four point five. Oh, oh, okay. So five. okay, it's a whole other category. Okay, for the, so that's different. So okay. the four point five going to five was uh, Breaking Adams' main source, Death Certificate, Ice Cube, The Chronic, Dr. Dre, Enter the Wu Tang, Thirty's Chambers, Ready to Die, Infamous, from My Deep, Only Built for Cuban Links, Raekwon, and that's the one I was talking about. 2001, Dr. Dre. That was a 4.5, not a 4 going to 5. Okay, I, I would have guessed all those, except for, like I said, I thought the Fuji was an original 5. But, but yeah, see, I don't, I don't okay. get... See, I don't... One, I, don't, I think if the rating wasn't done initially, I feel like making it a 5 later is just like a whole honorable mention thing, though. But, like, I don't... Because it doesn't... Because it, it would have meant more if it was done at, at the time of. It's like a... a, a a, a fucked up call being a challenge flag through or some shit like it just it should have been done the first time i like, think it but i think it's like a knee-jerk reaction though because like if you look at the source and say you're a source writer or whatever you're involved in making that determination you got to make that determination pretty much on the fly yeah. and you might so if like, you look at it like 1994 and you're like or well actually we'll say 92 talking about the chronic and you say, hey, uh, this is all right. Let's, let's, this is solid. Let's make this a 4.5 or whatever. It's not perfect. And then not even five years down the road, fucking six months down the road, you're like, I fucked up. This shit is fire. <laughs> it's, not, it's really nothing you can do. And I think a lot of those albums are ones that hold up over time. So they're like, you know, what, what were we thinking not giving this shit five mics I mean, when this is, is it, like largely considered a classic. Do, I mean, I guess with I think it just gives it just gives just, credence just, to just albums that deserve do, it. Just, just giving just do you know? Especially because like if if you think about it, like right now it don't mean shit. But for at least for me, for a large bulk of my adolescence, the source mic ratings was like everything. The, like and, that and, shit was relevant and, as and, fuck. And that's what we was talking about how how high in esteem that five mics was held to like yeah you know, that like, was like the crowning achievement of like hip-hop but then you, you got five mics like what like right right and man, so like you remember when fucking uh when equipment i got five mics and everybody lost their shit like yeah. this is the greatest fucking album to hit and, and I was, everybody went crazy and i was i was when i remember hearing equipment and i was like man if equipment i don't get five mics i'm boycotting the source and so i was i was hyped that that album actually got it i just i felt that it would though like i remember listening to the tracks and i wasn't a big fan of uh sorry sorry miss jackson uh miss jackson miss jackson oh yeah, yeah, yeah i wasn't a, i wasn't a huge fan of that song but the rest of the fucking album rocked so i mean it it, it was destined um i'm looking at the list of like albums that originally got five mics that was one Illmatic, of course, Life After Death, uh, Blueprint, uh, My Beautiful Dark Switch of Fantasy got five mics. This got to be towards the end of the source, the fact that that actually album yeah. made it and got um, Tribe Called Quest, People's Instinctive Travels got it. So I see Bun B's Trill OG album. And dude, I don't even not even remember that fucking album. I remember it and I feel like that was a stretch. I feel like that was kind of like, hey, Pimp C just died, so uh, yeah, <laughs> let's just be really, really nice. I, 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 and this may be a super, uh, 
uh, I guess, unpopular opinion. But I've never really, really thought that Bun B was like this super lyricist fucking rapper. Mm, yeah. I well, mean, I feel I, like you would. I feel if like that's you would an probably, unpopular opinion. Yeah. Then, I, uh, no, but I, well, I don't know. I think I think people hold him as such a high reverence, and I feel like his longevity in music is why people put him there. But. Bun B is not a fucking lyricist, dog. Like, I think he was a pioneer of music from the era when he started, you know, and especially maybe just from the South and Houston. Yeah. But, uh, and I like Bun B. He's cool people. You know what I'm saying? We <laughs> can have a beer together. <laughs> I was about to say, he's like, that's your nigga. You just had some beers with me. She's right, cool right. people. But, you know, I he think. He bought me a couple shots once. You know, he'd ever probably be respected as one of the, you know, uh, earlier, and, and especially Houston rap and South rap, but. I don't know, man. I just, I just never, you know. He's been on some of the heat, and he's been on some of the, some of my favorite fucking songs. Yeah. But I just don't put him there. Like I can't see a Bun B solo album being five mics. I can't. I no, can't. Not at all. I don't. I really don't see it being three. But hey, I mean, three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, I think, I, don't, I just, I don't, Doug. I don't, man. But you know, whatever. Uh. The Fix by Scarface. I don't know if that album really was supposed to be five mics either. I feel like um, that was another kind of like, hey, a legend came out with a new album, five yeah. mics. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't, didn't. I didn't I, feel that with that one either. I don't. And see then that a one. good tell, a good way of gauging that shit is right now. Like looking back, if somebody goes, hey, what's one of the greatest hip hop albums of all time? No one's gonna be like Trill OG. <laughs> no one's gonna say, oh, The Fix. But people are gonna say fucking doggy style of the chronic or fucking you know all the illmatic shit like that a blueprint. You people are gonna say you those. You can't mention you can't mention Trill OG and mention Equimini, right? Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, illmatic uh, shit. License to Kill, Beastie Boys, uh, any of these other albums that were, you know, great albums and five mic and all that shit. You can't mention those in the same. Like I said, I think it was one of those. He just passed, you know, Pimp C died. I think they had a. I, and I don't know the what fix, song. I feel like Scar was Scarface's first album in a while. Like he hadn't really been doing shit and he came back with that joint. And I'm looking at the track listing for. For. Um. Trilogy and nah, he had a song with Tupac on there. What the <laughs> fuck? I don't even remember this shit, Doug. Like, I remember that it came out. Like I'm looking at the playlist and I'm like, I don't even. I mean, the track listing and I don't even remember none of these songs. I remember he did a song right after uh, Pimp C died, and it was like a. It had the sample to the, uh, Joe to see you're every, you're you're everything, mm-hmm. and it had uh, Rick Ross, David Banner, uh, damn, one of the one of the uh, either M A Ball or M J G. One of them was on there, um, but it that was uh, a dope ass song. But it was really like you know more so tribute and you know what I'm saying. And it was weird because I I like I really like that song, but you got I got like really weird vibes listening to it because it really like uh you could tell it was like a a pimp c in remembrance of like song like i got yeah. weird weird vibes but yeah that i don't even see that song on here so that would have been the only reason i would have voted for it <laughs> but but yeah so um 
Yeah, that's some dope, dope ass music, dope ass. Man, I really, you know, and I, and I think you know people say it, you know, that '90s hip hop was like some of the best music ever, and that's really and like no uh, hyperbole. Like that was really, yeah, really the best fucking music it was. ever. Like I never have a problem going back to listening to music from the '90s, and it's, it's always going to be like my top fucking genre era of music period although i will say r&b from 90s too r&b and yeah. hip-hop from the 90s both of those together top shit i don't yeah. think that was a great era i really feel for people that was like grew up in the 2000s as a kid and wasn't able to experience like going to get uh i remember buying murder with the case soundtrack from like the gas station <laughs> and shit like that like it never get that experience yeah, I go buy crank that soldier boy from uh. <laughs> they might be able to get a, a shout Shia LaBeouf uh, <laughs> fucking mixtape from the fucking gas station. Five fingers of death and bars, <laughs> which would be fire if they actually had that bitch on sale. <laughs> so um, we have a few um uh listener emails messages and so forth. So Indeed. we we want to get to those um. We definitely value our our listeners and so forth. Some of um, them, so some more than others. Some more than <laughs> others, yeah. No, nah, but for sure, we definitely appreciate it. Um, so I guess I'll start. We have one from our uh, buddy Jeff. Um, his Twitter, uh, Twitter is we right. We we, <laughs> we finally got him to uh, join Twitter, and I think he's gonna uh, 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 definitely a uh, uh, gonna be a, a a cool voice on Twitter. His name is Papa Panda nine seven one four. Gay. He, I thought he had something different. Didn't he change it like soon as he made it? Like I think he had a spelling error or some shit. It was like yeah. oh, Papa Panda or some shit. <laughs> I don't know what he fucked up on. But yeah, Papa Panda nine seven one four. And uh, his question is, or yeah, I think there's a there's a few things, but I will read it all. Uh, Otis, you and I both love love ones to addiction. In a previous podcast, you made the comment you can't want enough for them to get better than they want for themselves. I'm paraphrasing. My question is, and knowing that much, how would you handle someone who has not come to the realization yet and therefore still struggles with trying to save a loved one from addiction? Um, I'll stop there and um. We get to the second question after that. Um, so, and Jeff was referencing too. So my uh, my dad passed in 2013. He had uh, been pretty much using drugs like most of my from the start of my childhood up until so you know well over 20 25 years or whatever. And so and that act you know that ended up being you know his demise or whatever and. I don't think to handle someone who's not come to that realization where you just have to kind of like, you know, it was a, it's like a, what's the uh, saying you feed them with a long spoon, long handle spoon. Like you keep people at a distance. Like, you know, you don't really, I think it's like, you. It's, it's like, <laughs> I don't know this one. <laughs> I think it's like you feed them with a long handle spoon. Like it makes you say, I know you what you're getting at, but I've never heard the phrase, really? so I can't tell yeah. you what it is. I think it's, I think it means like, you know, you, you, you keep them at a distance, but, I know for my dad, like before, you know, we was able to like, you know, mend things and so forth. Um, I just didn't deal with him when 
we had those conversations and you know wanted him to get better and things of that nature i think you because you have to you have to have some kind of like some you have to use some kind of self-help like you know you can't you can't stress yourself out dealing with with people who don't want to you know do better and shit you know what i'm saying so it's like you just kind of distance yourself and just hope you know what i'm saying things get better i mean especially with like a uh a family member like a father or a mother and stuff like that you always want them to do better and shit and you know when they don't want to it's like you you just kind of just hope things work out and and that's it man I, I really don't know what you could really do to like pull them from you know whatever addictions and things of that nature to have because you know those things are fucking crazy and it's nothing you can really do if they're really strong with that shit so I guess my I don't, I don't really I don't think I have a strong answer with that but I think you just kind of distance yourself and just kind of you know hope things kind of work out or get better um so the second second question was for Mike and I'll read it um how did you handle your second child's development pre-birth. I'm noticing my wife is super excited about everything the baby does as far as moving, kicking, etc. I was around for the pregnancy, as so many loved ones, that it just doesn't excite me the same way it does for her, even though it's my child. I am more excited simply that the child exists and I am anxious for it to be here. So... Were you super into the feeling of the kicks and the movement of the womb, or am I just a fuckboy on this one? Um, I'm going to say that you're a fuckboy on this one. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 just, I mean, just be, to be real, like, I mean, uh, to be perfectly, perfectly honest and open, um, I was in a, I, I mean, he knows this because he's in a similar position, but um, I was in a, a fairly unique position of having a second child by a different woman. Mm-hmm. And so for her, it's completely brand new. And for me, it's territory I've already treaded. And I honestly wondered how I would respond to uh dealing with a situation that I've already de- dealt with before. And, you know, like all this shit, like you said, it, this, this isn't new to me. I, I've dealt with this before and I already have a kid. I already know what it's like experiencing, like having a new kid. And, um, I had concerns, like just, I, I don't know. Cause I was like, is it, how's it going to be? Is it going to be the same? Is, is it going to be less because I've already dealt with this before? Is it going to be less impactful? But, um, for me, it was it was not um, it was not different in the sense of uh, this feels uh, like less than it was before. It was still enjoyable to feel kicks and to um, go through the whole process with an entirely different child. And then after she was born, it was an entirely unique kind of happiness or joy because it's like once you meet the kid, it's like it's an entirely new person. And it's not like, oh, like, okay, so take my son, Michael. It's not like, oh, this is just another 
kid who's not Michael. It was like a whole new experience over again with an entirely different kid. It's like, oh, wow, this is like, it's like another younger version of me, but not Michael. It's like, right. oh, it's, and and through that, it was still incredibly cool. So it's like, I don't feel like there's any less love or adoration or happiness for my daughter because it's a, it, it still feels like an entirely unique experience. It's like so great. Like, like that's like the best part of my day. Like my day is like starts off incredibly shitty having to get up too fucking early in the morning and having to start getting shit together to prepare Michael for school. And then, um, and then there's work, so that's that. But then, like, no you one, know... No one looks forward to work. Right? right. But, man, like, the best part of my day is when I come through and Michael's there and Tori is there. And it's like, oh, yes, they're here. It's like, oh, it's so great to see them. And, like, it's 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 magical. Like, you can't really describe it. And I was concerned that, like, am I going to feel less excitement or happiness considering that I've already gone through this before. And I don't like, I, I, I expressed that to my mom. I was like, did you have any concerns about like, after you had me, like if, if you know, when my brother came along that it was going to be like, I don't know, different. She said the same thing. She was like, I was, but then when your brother came along, it was like, again, it was like the same experience again, but it was unique because it was a totally different person. And it was still equally as magical. And that's kind of how it feels right now. Like for me, with my daughter being three months now, it's like it's it's the same experience. But at the same time, it's different because it's a totally unique person. It's a totally unique experience. And it's I would say it's equally as magical. And so, yeah, you're you're a piece of shit on that, Jeff. No, but I mean, but in, all, ser- in all serious, though, in all seriousness, though, like you. Y- you are going to feel like you have been through this before. So like, you know what it feels like to, to deal with like the steps of, 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 a you know, kicks or first ultrasounds and all that shit. Like that's not, you are going to be kind of like jaded toward that. Like you already dealt with it, but man, when, you, when, when t- the kid comes taken away though, like, you know, yeah, anything. no, it's not. I like, I, I'm, I'm being, I'm, I'm joking. You know, it, like oh, no, what I, I said I, was kind of tongue in cheek. I'm not even saying it based on what you were saying. I'm just like, just thinking like, and I haven't been through that, so either one, so I don't, I don't know the feeling, but I just couldn't see it. Like it's just, it's happening again. Like, you know, what I'm saying, not necessarily. It's, it's, it's like on paper, it feels like it shouldn't feel too different or unique because it's kind of the same thing happening again. But like, when there's certain, like, I guess, like landmark points where it's like you would think that it would be the same, but it's really not. And it feels unique, and it's it's hard to describe. But uh, if anybody were to ask me, do you feel like there's less of an emotional impact or happiness from experiencing a different child again because you've already been through it before? I would say no, because it's some it somehow it's still gonna feel unique, and it's still gonna feel special, and it's still gonna be great. So yeah. I would say even if right now you kind of feel like, oh, do I feel like an asshole? Like, yeah, you might feel like an asshole right now, but I'm sure you'll reach a point where you feel like, oh, this is totally different. This is totally unique. This is totally great. And all that will go away. 
So you'll be straight. Yeah, you'll be good. You'll, yeah, the mic won't call you a fuckboy anymore. I will, but maybe not for that reason. <laughs> Your name's Papa Panda, so I'm right. gonna call you a fuckboy indefinitely. But. Right, 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 <laughs> right. That's funny. Yeah. So uh, I think the last part of this, his uh, question is uh, question. Excuse me. Is I'm curious as to your thoughts throughout this thanks well throughout the Thanksgiving holiday. I was kind of torn. Well, I'm a very well. Wow, I'm very thankful for my family that I've been blessed with. I can't help but to think about the fact that Thanksgiving is a hallmark. Uh, is hallmarked on the soup on the supper that pretty much was the beginning of stealing this country from Native Americans. While this holiday is being celebrated across the country, and yet there are more Native Americans um, having their land stolen um, yet again at Standing Rock. My great grandmother was a full-blooded Blackfoot tribe. Blackfoot. <laughs> um, so I just I, I, I just felt this year Thanksgiving was a slap in the face of those at Standing Rock. I only took part because of my surrounding family. What's your thoughts? Um, I'll let you go um, first. Uh, my thought is that um, I don't look at Thanksgiving in that sense. I, I don't think anybody really does. I don't think anybody is actually sitting at their table for dinner and going, let's be thankful for uh, Native Americans and pilgrims and all the shit that Thanksgiving supposedly embodies. I I just look at it as like, man, it's Thanksgiving. It's time to get around with family and have a good time, have good food, share, be happy, and just have a good time. So I... I don't look at that situation as like a, a a black cloud over Thanksgiving because I don't feel like anybody even really looks at Thanksgiving in that manner anymore. It's just about getting together with family, having a good time. So I, I don't I don't feel like that's solely Thanksgiving. If you if you have a good time on Thanksgiving, you get with family, just do that and have a good time. I don't I don't think it's it really plays a part. Uh, but he he says like he does have a personal connection to it. But I don't think that's unique to this Thanksgiving. Like I, that would be something that would be, I would think, would be a black cloud over your Thanksgivings. Right in general. In general. Right, right. like all the time. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I think I share the same sentiment. Um, I don't, I don't think I've looked at Thanksgiving as the traditional Thanksgiving, I guess, reasoning or whatever. So. I mean, it's just typically for the last fucking probably, I don't know, last 10, 15 years, maybe 10 years, Thanksgiving has been me recovering from a hangover from one of the greatest parties ever, the <laughs> Drinkathon. So um, <laughs> I'm usually, you know, it doesn't it doesn't mean, you know, I guess what society deems it as. So no, nah, I think it's I think the whole holiday is fucked up anyway. Um, they need to change Thanksgiving. They probably, probably, I can't wait till they change. Hopefully, change fucking Columbus Day, since we realized that he didn't. Columbus really was like. a fuck boy, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, yeah. But yeah, thanks Jeff for the questions. Uh, pre- much appreciated. Um, we had a few more from some other uh folks. Yeah, you Jeff, if you haven't left a uh a review on iTunes, you can do that though. Appreciate yeah, that. Appreciate it. Though. Stop being a fuck boy. Um. <laughs> So we got a couple uh, voicemail messages from Baylor. Uh, we can play those and see what the fuck he's talking about. Let me turn the volume up here. All right. Hey, what up, 
show. It's BTG. So look, it confirmed it today. I just got off work, so I just left one of my clients' house, and that shit nice. is true. That shit is one hundred. I don't need. I don't need to go to anybody else's house. I don't need no other videos or anything like that. I've seen what I had to see today, and it confirms it. My client ate for breakfast and eats for breakfast every morning. A boiled egg, avocado, bran muffin, and some toast. You know what I'm saying? No seasoning. <laughs> no seasoning at all. No salt. I think they might put a little pepper on it. But other than that, they eat that shit straight or whatever. They put milk in their coffee. And then, before I left, it was a coyote coming up the street. Now, <laughs> I, I was in the Bel Air Hills. That's a humble brag, but I was in the Bel Air <laughs> Hills, and it's coyotes and shit up in there. I first, That was my first time seeing one in person, because, you know, that shit don't, you know, down in the city, all we got is cats, dogs, rats, and all that, that other bullshit, but it was a coyote. It was two of them, and they came to, they came to my client's front door. Uh, my client's mother went to the back door to open it up so she can see if they came back there so she can feed them. So it's been confirmed that this is the reason why they die in scary movies. <laughs> this is the reason why they just, you know, it, fucked up shit happens because they do shit like that. They go and see if the coyote is friendly. <laughs> so I'm convinced that white people's feet is dirty off GP. Like, well, after they take a shower and go to bed, as soon as they touch the ground, that shit look like they've been running down the street for about several minutes. 100% so I'm, 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 I'm convinced that their feet is always dirty. That's they true. don't use seasoning. That's true. And they, they just nosy. <laughs> nosy. They just nosy. So, I don't know what y'all want to do with that. Like, I think we need to have some white folks call in and explain this shit. White folks, you got some explaining to do. You know what I'm saying? And like, if you if you ever, this is why people don't come. Like, when you invite them, when you invite them over for Thanksgiving or for Christmas dinner or you know in July, June and July for barbecue, you wonder why we don't pop up. Or if we do come, we come a little late and we got some extra shit in our purse. You know, I I, I had a wife carry the hot sauce and probably the Lowry's. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is why. If you want to know why, if you want to know why we we uh we pop up to late places and shit, because we got to contemplate that we need to bring our seasons or not. Especially if it's white people throwing this shit now. With the alcohol, y'all don't point with that. Y'all get y'all get shit faced. Uh, y'all get really oiled. So I give y'all that. Y'all stay oiled up. But when it comes to that, uh, when it comes to the cooking and shit like that, you can't really fuck with y'all. Like, I, the only time we fuck with y'all is when we're trying to get healthy. You know what I'm saying? We eat the kale. You know what I'm saying? Salads. Y'all put some bomb ass salads together. This shit still don't be seasoned though. But we fuck with y'all. I mean, look, we fuck with y'all. Hey, your boy Richard Spencer said he said that white folks don't need no help from no other races. So. Uh, y'all need to go get that nigga, because in a minute, uh, we're not going to help y'all niggas win no championships in sports, so don't start with the fuckabouts, you know what I'm saying, y'all niggas need us in the Olympics too, yeah. so you better go get that nigga, he fucking around, and he, 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 he with the fuckabouts right now, but I'll... Oh, my bad, hey, and look, Otis, I know every time I send my shit in, I'll be driving this shit, but, so... <laughs> what you want me to do? Did I say something about him driving or something? I don't know, but that was so random at the end. 
<laughs> I know I always be driving, but so. <laughs> I feel like oh, I gotta go back to figure out what the fuck I said. Hey man, it's all good, know. brother. I, you know we appreciate it. I just want to know what the fuck you do. You got all these clients. Yeah, I'm like clients. I feel like he probably like a fucking escort and shit. Like he like he one of them niggas that be on Bang Bros. Like to be going through and doing the massages and shit. He's like the dude. Uh, <laughs> you ever, uh, I don't know if you ever seen the, the dancing bear. <laughs> dude, if, if Baylor is a fucking dancing Baylor bear. Baylor dancing dog. bear. Dude, it's too funny. <laughs> Just the thought, this is fucked up. That's funny as hell. <laughs> Dancing fucking bear. Yeah, so we have, let's see. I think we have a couple of more other emails. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, we do. Um, so I think we got another one from Baylor. Um, it's actually just an email. Um so, Insecure and Atlanta are two dope shows. Atlanta, dry humor, and Insecure exposes women to shit we already know, but verifies it. Every, it verifies it. Excuse me. Every episode, by far the best twenty-five minutes of entertainment on TV. When y'all cats have time, turn on that fire stick and binge away. So, Mike is uh, he's seen Insecure. I haven't seen Insecure. I've been watching Atlanta. I think Atlanta is a definitely a dope ass fucking show. Like, I I love the 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 character development. You know, the humor, the sarcasm. You know, all that shit is pretty cool. I think you know, uh, Childish Gambino is definitely uh or Dan, uh, I'm gonna call him Danny Glover. Um, he's a a, a dope dude, and um, I, I love his creativity. Um, so yeah, I I I think I'm. One or two episodes from I'm way behind, um, by the way. But I, I wanna I need to finish Atlanta soon. Um I need to get I need one of y'all to uh give me a um HBO Go password so I can um get into this insecure. Um I haven't uh been able to see that one and I'm kinda pissed because everybody else been watching it. Um so Mike, you you've seen you've watched uh, Insecure, right? Yep. Um, so yeah, I want to see Insecure uh, at some point. Um, read talking about Baylor's email mm-hmm. about Insecure in Atlanta. In Atlanta, yeah. So I want to see it at some point. I I haven't had a chance to, to watch it at all. So. I'm almost done with Atlanta. I'm like way behind and shit, but I think it's like one more episode. I think it's already off, but I was just behind with watching. Yeah, it was only like eight, ten episodes, yeah. something like that. I think I got one more episode. Um, so, what, 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 what's without like telling the story of Insecure? Do you, how do you like rate the show? What do you, what is your like general thoughts about it? Um, I think it's entertaining. It's a good, um look at what it's like to be i guess maybe like a black woman trying to date in um this current climate um it's funny at times um it's pretty i think it's a pretty good representation of of the current dating situation okay and for me it was a I don't, I don't think they meant it this way, but for me, it was refreshing to see shitty ass black women. Because, <laughs> like, 
Man, women on that show was fucking trash, dude. Like, dude, that's trash. Like, oh man, y'all deserve to be single. So, <laughs> so that was nice. Cause I mean, for all of the ways in which men have privilege, um, it was nice to see a situation where like a lot of a lot of things that have to do with like dating in the black community is like always like shitty ass man who's cheating on his girl and being shady and shit like that it was nice to see one where it's kind of like we could watch and be like you know what these women are fucked up and yeah they were they were fucked up so it was nice to see that i enjoyed seeing that i derived a very large amount of joy from seeing women shoot themselves in the foot in a dating game yeah that's not that's definitely not gonna be advertised on any other show nope like that. yeah nope not at all so we have another there's another message from Baylor. Yep. Is that a voicemail? Yeah, oh. hey, yep. So look, real quick, two important things I need to mention. Not in the car. Uh, the first thing is right. I'm not driving. I'm not <laughs> in the bathroom either. I, I must have really said something about that. The second thing is I, I I send feedback in a lot. You, or, do. you know what I'm saying? On topics or certain shit like that. But this time I'm gonna say look. I'm going to give it up to you niggas. You niggas keep doing your thing. I appreciate y'all content, y'all entertainment. Keep that shit going. Don't ever stop. Because if you stop, like, just don't stop. You know what I'm saying? Keep going. So if you stop, uh, don't stop. I think, don't y'all stop got a good, I think y'all got a great show. Uh, I remember some some shows a while back, you was asking the, uh, you know, the listeners and things like that, what would you change? I would just say, and I remember saying, don't change anything, just add a few things or whatever, like, you know, have your your fans and your listeners involved a little bit more and and things like that. But I will also say, evolve into like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of something (laughs) smart to say, other than what I... Yeah, just just keep going, my nigga. Like, have it's early in the morning. And I did drink something before I got to work because I, I had a long day, so God don't tell damn. my job. But I wanted to say, like, yeah, just clients. keep going, my nigga. Have a, all the fucking uh, clients, though. I right. say have a good the day. Clients. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> hey, y'all niggas keep y'all keep doing y'all thing, man. Y'all keep doing y'all thing. I gotta stop drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Was that nigga really like drunk though? Like, I think so. Wow. Oh, man. That was a great message. <laughs> I don't understand why he doesn't have his own podcast. I feel like that someone should be just so said, fucking someone, fire. someone just said that, uh, um, commented on something he was doing. Talking about, yeah, he, I don't know why he hasn't. Yeah. He needs to. He needs to make time for that shit. Like, he literally just left, like, a rambling ass message that, like, wasn't really talking about shit. You're like, hey, let's keep going. What was I gonna say? Just, just do that. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah, that. Yeah, Man, I gotta stop drinking. Yeah, I gotta stop drinking. <laughs> shit. Oh, that was phenomenal. Yeah, he needs to do his own podcast. I bet that should be fire. So, um, let's see where we at. We at uh fifty minutes, so we got time to hit some topics. Where you want to start? Uh, let's see. You want to go, Trevor Noah? Yeah, let's do that. Let's talk about that. All right, you can go. <laughs> uh, so, um, this week, uh, Tommy Lauren was on. Um, what was she on? She was on uh, the Daily Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was interviewed by Trevor Noah, and she also 
um, had a situation with Charlemagne, Charlemagne the God, but um, stick it to the the Daily Show situation. She had an interview with with him on the Daily Show, and it was uh, pretty standard stuff. Not not nothing too. He didn't hit her too hard. She didn't do too much, but. Um, I think the thing that we want to talk about the most is the fact uh, is the backlash that came from it. Like right now in the Twitter streets, it looks like black women are trying to get Trevor Noah up out of here. Like uh, he's it's a lot of fucking trying to get him out. And I, I don't, Cam I don't, Newton or some and I, shit. I, and I still haven't gathered why. I still haven't gathered why they want him out of here though. I'm unclear on it as well. I think my only guess is that they feel like one, he wasn't hard enough on her in the interview, and then two. There was photos that leaked through TMZ where it looked like he's out having drinks with her and shit. And then she posted an Instagram photo holding a fucking fancy ass cupcake like, thanks, Trevor Noah. And it looks like basically, I guess, to black women, it looks like uh, Trevor Noah is basically trying to get that ass. And um, I was not I had no problems with the interview. I do think he could have went a little harder. I think he could have. um pressed her a little bit more but i think my main gripe with it was um i felt like twitter kind of like jumped to conclusions on that shit the when you are somebody who works on some shit like the daily show i know for a fact like i'm not gonna say the daily show specifically but i know for a fact the shows like that will tend to like send gift baskets or or uh, some sort of like thank you kind of thing to guess that they have and when she posted a picture of her holding the cupcake like thanks trevor noah for sending me cupcakes everybody was like oh fuck trevor noah he's trying to get up in her panties and shit and i'm like okay for one we've been dragging this bitch for a long ass time right now like nobody in the fucking black community fucks with tommy lauren but all of a sudden she posts a picture holding a cupcake and say she got it from trevor noah and everybody's like just takes it as fact like oh that definitely happened like and my point was like if i posted a picture of a cupcake saying that trevor noah sent it to me y'all wouldn't fucking believe me and i'm 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 a piece of shit but i'm more reputable than tommy lauren so uh, why did y'all believe that he really sent her cupcakes and then two even if he did really send her cupcakes that doesn't mean it was like a fucking hey this is from me trevor noah to you Here's some cupcakes, cause I want to dig in them guts. Like, right. no, it, it could have. It was probably some standard shit. Like, hey, uh, the Daily Show sends fucking gift baskets of cupcakes or flowers or edible arrangements to all their fucking guests. Whatever. Like, I don't know. I didn't look at that as like all of a sudden he's like pro Tommy Lauren. Like, I, I I didn't get that impression. But man, they ran with it. I mean, that's. I guess that's a kind of a shitty part of social media it just shit like that just happens um she and i think i was reading it you know we we was looking at earlier it's like i think we were watching um them on the breakfast club and he was talking about how he's not exposing her or giving her a platform because she already has a platform she has a huge fucking platform, which I didn't know prior. I did. I like, knew. I thought I she was like kind of low key, and then Charlemagne was like, "She got a video with sixty six million views. Sixty six million, dude. Like she's so, way more popping than I thought." Right. So for the people that you know say, "Why are you giving her time? Why are you putting?" Like, no, she has. She gets that already. Like double, triple. You know what I'm saying? 
quadrillion. Is that a word? Is that it? Can that be. A, yeah, we will use quadrillion. <laughs> Nobody's gonna check us on nah, it. Yeah, for, and yeah. if they do, fuck them. Um, but she has an avenue already. So to be able to have that conversation, I think it it, it shows how how much she deflects because she deflected so many fucking questions. She did. She and was out there like fucking. She never. Uh, she never answered like hockey how, goalie. How are you supposed to? You know what is it? You know. Show your disdain for you know America, like. No, he he doing, asked her. He well, asked her, "How would you? How would you expect a black man to protest since everything that, everything that we do is fucked up? Like if we do did. some, if we do this and thing, we riot. Everything, but answer the fucking question. Yeah, it was actually pretty masterful. Yeah, she was she was great at it. I, yeah. I give her that. She she definitely has a great PR team. <laughs> uh, she definitely was was fucking surgical. Yeah, she didn't answer shit. So. But yeah, I think like her, you got two kind of like fields of viewpoints on that. It's like you got the people who are like, let's not, we need to just not have her in any kind of platform whatsoever. Like you give these people attention and they're just going to get more popping. They're going to get more views and all that mm-hmm. shit. And then you got the folks that's like, we need to check her. We need to call her out, blah, 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 blah. And I just think like with Trevor Noah, he got... I think he got kind of a bad rap. I feel like he got shit on for that. Cause I'm like, I feel like watching it, I feel like he's just like a good dude who's trying to be polite and trying to have a civil conversation where he tried to, I guess, you know, educate this person. And people were looking at her for her for him to be like fucking Crystal or some shit on uh Tommy Lauren. And like he was like, I'm not gonna be like a you know, a piece of shit to her, like I'm talk to her and whatever. And they're trying to banish him like fucking cam newton and shit but he's always been a strong supporter of what we're working toward he hasn't been out here being a fuck boy like he's been out here preaching the message that we want and i I think it's unfair to try to uh dismiss him just because he didn't go on tv and be like look bitch this 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 this, and that you know and go off on her and shit yeah that that's a that's a shitty approach if 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 any approach like that's some bullshit yeah um Another thing I wanted to talk about was, um, did you watch the, uh, I don't know how to say his fucking name, Michael Shea, Michael Chi, whatever yeah, the fuck. Yeah, I watched his stand-up. Yeah, um, what'd you think about it? I thought it was pretty funny. I thought he had a real good stage present, I mean, and his, his conversation pretty much, you know, kind of just rolled off. I thought he, I thought he was pretty funny. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. What bothered me, though, was that it was another classic situation of fucking hyperbolic-ass black twitter hyping some shit up to an insane fucking degree like you can't just come out and be like oh man this michael chase special good as fuck y'all should watch this cool i'm seeing niggas like this is the best i literally saw this tweet this is the best stand-up since dave Chappelle's killing them softly like okay look (laughs) i don't understand why they all in a competition to like overhype shit it's the same like it's most comparable to when Luke Cage came out. When Luke Cage came out, people couldn't wait to be the first person to say this is the most amazing shit ever. And I don't understand the the desire to be the first person to overhype something. Like, what does that say for you? Like, if you're like, oh, this is the best shit ever, are people gonna be like, oh wow, you watched it already? Oh, you're so fucking cool. Like, I don't understand the desire to get that kind of attention. And like, I watched that shit. I was like, oh, this is funny. But, like, the best shit since Dave Chappelle's comes. Like, how many fucking Chris Rock specials or Cat Williams specials 
whatever Kevin Hart specials have come out since killed him softly. And so like I mean, this Michael I'm, Shea shit is better I mean, than I feel like. Like it's unfair to even put him in that. Character. It was just funny. Yeah, I mean, like it, it can just, just be that. It was. It, it didn't have to be. It didn't have to be in comparison with like any other stuff. It's it was the just best shit since Eddie Murphy Raw. Like nah. you don't have to do that. Nah. You could just say it was funny. Like you don't have to like overhype it. And they did the same shit with Luke Cage. Like, this is the best black thing to happen to television. This shit is so black. I want to fucking put on a fucking Black Panther hat and go out here and slap white people. Like, <laughs> it's not like that serious. You could just say it's good. Nah. You don't have to, like, overhype shit. I don't know why we are, like, living in an age of overhyping shit. And, and like, I'm, I'm like, I don't understand, like, what you get from that. Like... Are you expecting people to be like, oh, shit, like, oh, I'm on your dick now because you've seen that shit and it was dope. Like, right. I, I, you can just say it was good. You don't have to, like, <laughs> yeah, I be it was, insane with it. It wasn't anywhere I mean, near fucking Dave Chappelle came on softly or any of the the Chris Rock specials that came out since, the Cat Williams ones, the fucking Kevin Hart ones. Like, I mean, it's been was, a whole lot of great solid. ones. It, it was, was solid. good. It yeah, was good. and let it be that. I would suggest it to folks. I mean, yeah. it was good. <laughs> I would, that's the perfect explanation. Like, I mean, the perfect description. I would suggest it to folks. Yeah, I want to let people know. It, you want, and you it want, can be you, that. You want to watch a comedy? You, you want to see some funny night? Watch Michael that. Shea. Yeah. <laughs> Check you that know, shit out. It was right. good. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like, his shit's on Richard Pryor, dog. Like, he's the greatest fucking comedian that's ever been black. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you can just say it was good. Now, do I, you know his background if he started off in, um, like, comedy? Because I, mean, I, I just I know him no from Saturday Night Live. That's all I know him from, too. I have no uh, idea. Okay. I don't know if he did stand-up. I think it's probably his first stand-up. I don't, I, I don't know. But that shit drove me crazy. Mm-hmm. But, um, so, did you see that Mick Jagger had a kid today? Or yesterday? I saw tweets of him being super old and still being able to have kids. That was me. Okay, I said that, that he's super old and he still has. So I'm like, how, how are you 140 he? years old and still having? He's 73, I think, and is still actually having kids. And you know, there's jokes to be made about somebody that old having kids. Like, man, man, your cum must be like spoiled milk or some shit. Like, I, I don't know. I think I, it just, that's dope. It that was from the top of the dome bars. I don't know, whatever. But um, I just came up with that. But um, there's all kind of jokes to be made about somebody that old having kids. But like. In all seriousness, if you're 73 and you are actively working to have kids, because I mean, I, the the chick that he's having the kid, I think he's I think he's married to her. If you actively working to have kids, in the back of your mind, are you thinking about the likely fact that you will never see that kid grow up? If he lives to 90. That kid will be 17. Like, he'll never get to see that kid be, like, an adult. Like, you'll never get to, like, you know, I mean, I mean, granted, if you're Mick Jagger, I'm, you're probably giving your fucking kid alcohol and drugs at 12. But <laughs> you're oh, not going to yeah. get to share a, a regular person. is not going to get to share a beer with your kid at 17. Like, I almost feel like you're robbing that kid, yourself and that kid at that point. Like, you you could die while your kid is in like middle school of like just of natural fucking causes. Yeah, I can imagine you know <laughs> like just saying? of like, old age. We want to you know we don't want to have kids over the next uh, fuck, uh few years, but I just imagine being like forty five and having a kid, and then fifty five and my kid's ten, yeah. 16, 15, 70, I don't even know who the fuck my kid is. Right, I can't this kid's gonna be. 
if this kid makes it to six, no, the kid should make it to sixteen. But the kid, the kid makes it to sixteen. The kid makes it to sixteen, and it's like he's at school, right? And you having that discussion, like I know when I was in high school, we would talk about our parents and shit, and I'd be like, oh yeah, my dad is forty or forty three or whatever the fuck. And then I remember this one dude, his dad was like sixty three. It's like, damn, your dad old as fuck. Like what the fuck? Like, Mick Jagger's kid at 16, the one he just had, he could be at the lunch table. Like, how old is your dad? My dad's 89. <laughs> Everybody else is like, my dad's like 33. And how old is uh, Mick Jagger now? 73. Dude. So, like, man. when that kid is 16, if Mick Jagger's still alive, he'll be 89. Like, I, I mean, I'm shocked <laughs> that he's still pumping out dick. Like, <laughs> <I'm how>? Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, you get hard and you actually got, like, like, good semen like, i feel like getting hard is like a health risk at that point oh he's like can shit. you afford to send that much blood to your dick and still be able to function like oh no it's so he's, many fucking he's, he's, problems uh, with that he's shit. Sh- he gotta be taking all kind of shit like, yeah i just it. like my first thought of that was just like what about that kid like you could die when that kid is like 12 and that kid could be in a position I mean, where he's 16 like yeah my dad's 89 everybody else's dad is like 35 and shit like when Michael is twelve, I'm gonna be, uh, I won't even be forty yet. I will still be in my thirties when Michael is twelve. When this kid is twelve, Mick Jagger's gonna be eighty-five, dude. Like, what the fuck? How would you be with um when the, your young your youngest is uh twelve? Um, how old am I now? Thirty-four. Uh, forty-six. <laughs> Shit. I mean, yes, yeah, so I'm like still. I'm like my kid will still be like. In high school, and she could be like, "Yeah, my dad is still in his 40s." Like, I feel like that's cool. Like, but like, man, this kid is man. That's crazy. Like, yeah, my dad's 90. <laughs> Everybody else like, my dad's 43. My dad's 46, and my dad's 90. What the fuck? Yeah. I, yeah. And I feel like that's all just like I feel like none of that shit comes into consideration when you're a celebrity. Like, you don't think about anybody else but yourself. And uh-huh. your dick. Like, he's just like, yep, I just want to fuck and make kids. And when she gets pregnant and she's, and this kid is born, I'm going to be all over fucking TMZ and all on extra and all that shit. And that's all he's thinking about is himself. And, like, all this shit is going to pop off from that. He's not thinking about the fact that, like, you're going to die while your kid is fucking watching Peppa Pig or some shit. Like, like <laughs> it's so fucked up to me, man having kids at 73 and then all the fucking shit he probably has to do to make that happen like that that can't be just natural fucking like hey yeah let's just naturally fuck and now you're pregnant i feel like he has to take like 14 pills when he wakes up 14 pills every two hours and like i, I just feel like it's like a whole chore just for him to have a kid who's gonna have to mourn his death while watching fucking that, that, that cartoons of, and shit stash viagra on fleet nigga. man <laughs> I don't know. That just kind of bothered me. I'm just like, man, he just needs to like be a little bit less selfish. Like, just hang it up. You can hang it up at like he could have hung it up 20 years ago, and it still would have been too late. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> For terrible. Yeah. For so, terrible. <laughs> another thing I saw that uh, I thought was wild was like, um, so the Grammy non- nominations popped off uh, yesterday or the day before, and uh, Beyonce got all the. Got all the Grammy nominations as she as she tends to do, but I saw an article that said that um, she submitted 
that one country song on her album called Daddy's Home. Oh, okay. For, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Country submission. And it was rejected by the Grammy committee. Really? So she wasn't eligible to have that song as a, a, a nominated song in that category. And her fans is like mad as fuck. Like, oh, they're so racist. I, I think the tweet that I saw said something like, why was Beyonce's um, daddy's home or whatever the fuck the name of that shit is uh, not eligible in the country category? And then like the the retweeted comment said, let me check the back of my skin or the back of my hand. Let me check the skin color on the back of my hand. Some shit like whatever it was was making some racial shit. And I'm like, dog. She has the most Grammy nominations out of anybody. She has nine Grammy nominations, and you call her racism because she didn't get a nomination in the country category. Like, her fans are completely out of fucking control, dude. Like, man, can't you just... I'm not... I was about to say, can't you just be satisfied? And I just want to stop myself right there. Because, like, they won't be satisfied. No, they're not at all. Like, nine Grammy nominations for everything that matters... And you not even like, oh, I'm mad that she didn't get a country nomination. Like, you're not just mad. You call in racism. Like, how you like I'm the most I think I, I tweeted. I was like, I play the race car like it's the big joker. And even I still think that that's a reach. Like, come on. You call it racism because she didn't get country song of the year nomination. <laughs> like, And she has the most Grammy nomination out of anybody. But somehow the Grammys are racist because she didn't get country nomination. Like, chill out, man. Like, just, why would why would. They take your nine nominations. Shut the she fuck even up. took it seriously enough to put a song that would be categorized. Like her categorization of like you know the song probably didn't you know mean much to be able to be a country song. Like who cares? Nah, it's dumb. Nah, she's just. I mean, she got how many times she got nominated? Nine, nine, and, and it wasn't good enough because she didn't get a country nomination. Because they're racist. <laughs> How are you simultaneously racist and giving out the most nominations to this black person? Nah. Like, uh, she, they're racist because she didn't get the fucking country shit. This is dumb. Um, so, um, I want to talk about a couple other things, but I don't want to drag this out because we're at a we're at an hour ten and it's one o'clock in the morning and it's sure we have is. lives, yeah, adulting to do, but um. I want to talk about. So, have you heard about Westworld, the TV show? I've heard about it. I don't know much about it other than it's a good show from what I hear. Uh, so, to give you a basic rundown of the concept, the concept is that Westworld is a park. Think, think Jurassic Park, right? Okay. Um, it's a park um, that's set in the West, in the distant future, and basically the park consists of what they call hosts, and the hosts are uh, essentially androids, but they look and seem and act and feel like real people. And people go there, they pay to go to this park to basically be fuck shit to these hosts. Like, they can go there and go there, they can shoot them, they can fuck them, they can rape them, they can do whatever the fuck they want in this what park the with these hosts. Okay. And uh, one of the... I guess uh, morality plot points is if you go there and these hosts, these androids are becoming sentient, like they can actually, they're, like they, they're actually gaining consciousness almost. Okay, so they're taking on, like, Where do we draw traits. the line okay. between 
android and like now you're actually kind of becoming human and then if they're actually kind of becoming human where do you draw the line between where you're just like fucking a robot or raping a robot or killing a robot and it don't matter but if they're actually kind of becoming sentient then like where do we draw the line between where it's like just fucking robots and being actual piece of shit and that's just one of the many 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 things that goes on within this show but um it raises interesting points in how we would handle that if that were going on so like if you could envision a park like that right where you go there and you pay forty thousand dollars a day to go to this park that's what it actually is in the show they pay forty thousand dollars okay a day to go to this park and you can do it feels real everything feels real there's no indication whatsoever who's a robot, who's not. Everything just feels real. And you can basically go there and do whatever you want. You can't get killed, but you can kill them. You can fuck them. You can rape them. Whatever. You can do whatever the fuck you want for shits and giggles. What would you do? Like, do you feel like if, like, say, for instance, right, say you went there, right, and your wife didn't go. How do you think your wife would feel about you fucking one of the hosts at the park? They're not real, but if they seem real, it happens. Are they real? Like, right. did you cheat? Like, you know, or how would you feel if your wife went and is like, "Hey, yeah, let this robot dick me down," but it's like, you know, it's like if it seems real like, and it's cool. I didn't have any feelings with it. It just kind of happened. Yeah, and, and and it 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 speaks to the morality of drawing the line between um, android and human and where do we draw our line between uh, dealing with an android and dealing with uh, a sentient being that is essentially the same as a human but not. And um, I don't know. I, I think it's an interesting thought to how we would handle that like do you think like if you went to that park and say your wife gave you a pass to do whatever you want do you think you would go up in that park and just be like fucking and shooting and killing and raping and all that shit or do you think they'd be there and be like being the good guy and right the ladder i just couldn't see myself i don't know i don't i would definitely be on a kinder side of things like <laughs> What do you what do you put yourself at like? I don't know. It's so hard because like if you it's like if you say like okay say I was to say like yeah I would go there I'd just be like killing motherfuckers. Then it almost kind of reflects on how you are personally like so you want to kill motherfuckers like <laughs> so like not, not literally but yeah but it's like okay. Are you going there to explore what it would feel like to do that? Like, and it, it I, th- I don't know. I think it's an interesting, not necessarily an interesting conversation, but at least an interesting thought to think about how you would handle that situation. Um, I feel like I'm not going to pay 40 grand to go to this park and just fucking behave. <laughs> like, I'm going to go I there. I can, like, behave at home. Like, I yeah, just, I feel yeah. like I'm going to go there. I'm going to. I'm gonna shoot somebody, like, like, just because, like, I'm, I'm just, be, I, it would be, 
conflicting. Like, I, I wouldn't just go up in there and just be, like, busting guns left and right. But I feel like at some point I would go there and I'd probably wait for a situation to play itself out to where I would feel better about doing it. Like, I might go there and just, like, have dinner, get some drinks, get fucked up, and then, like, wait for, like, a random scenario outside where two people are arguing. It's, like, a bad guy and a good guy, and the good guy's about to get fucked up. And I'm like, I can save the good guy if I shoot that bad guy. <laughs> you know, something like that. But um, to speak to the show, the show is fucking phenomenal. And it's just the first season? Yeah. Ten episodes. I gotta, I gotta figure that shit out before it gets too late. It's and, uh not coming back for a long time. What's a long time? Twenty eighteen. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Wow. Now, granted, keep in mind this is December of twenty sixteen. Theoretically, you come back in January of twenty eighteen, yeah. and we're talking one year, pretty much. But uh, yeah, they said twenty eighteen for season two. So. Who knows? And that's the HBO deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So you you think you're not gonna go up in there and rape and kill? You just gonna go up in there and like get lit? <laughs> probably so. I'm, I'm, I think I'll probably be team get lit. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I gotta I gotta figure that out. Show I might have to I might have to add it for a few months. Yeah, I mean, it's something to think about. Yeah. Uh, so, um, did you um, hear about the uh, the Black Santa at the Mall of America? No. You didn't? I did not. Oh, well, white people are whiting. So what, did, so what did the Black Santa do wrong? Nothing. He's just a Black Santa at the mall? Yeah. That's it? Yeah, that's it. And white people are whiting. So they were pissed about him? Yeah, yeah. Yep. There's no... What the fuck for? I mean, I figured there's a punchline to this. Like, no, there's no special circumstances. He's not like Wesley Pipes in a fucking Santa costume. It's like, just, yeah, there's like, oh, Santa, so Santa's was, supposed to be white. So where so where was this at? The Mall of America in uh, Minnesota. That's so fucking... Yeah. I don't even know how to comprehend some white people sometimes. Yeah, they're, like, they're, they're white. I motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, what do you say? You know, like, I just love, I would love the conversation that they have. Just bruh, to see. Bruh, bruh. Santa's not real. Right. It don't matter what color he is. Dude. <laughs> and, and the irony of it is, how many uh, ethnic minorities have white people portrayed in movies as white? Like, <laughs> like a historically accurate person, like an actual real person. And they're like, let's cast a white person to be this guy because, because whiteness. He, he'd do it better. Like, <laughs> no, that's not going to happen, dude. Like, I, I, I thought the movie was great. But, like, there's a movie called The Last Samurai starring Tom Cruise. There's a movie coming out called The Great Wall starring Matt Damon. Like, <laughs> they, they routinely will take real life shit that actually happened and be like, let's let's tell it from a white point of view. <laughs> let's tell the story about Shanghai, and we'll make the story about a sympathetic white guy who got caught up, and we'll make it about him and tell about his, how he overcame all these shitty Chinese people who tried to kill him. Like they routinely will make shit white <laughs> that's real, 
And now they're mad because <laughs> Santa's black and Santa's fucking make believe. <laughs> like, what is wrong with y'all? <laughs> like, yeah. how dare you make Santa black? Like, how dare you make China white? <laughs> like, I mean, it's what's wrong with y'all? It's, it's really some touch individuals out here, dog. Man, what a ridiculous group of people. <laughs> Man. They're ridiculous. I just don't understand how they are so insanely hypocritical. Like, I think I said on a podcast before, maybe the last one we we recorded before this one, Uh about how they will tell us, like, when we complain about the cops killing black folks, they'll be like, well, black on black crime. Well, black on black crime. Black on black crime. And I'm like, when I think about black on black crime, I will go back as far as the 80s. And think about like L.A. and fucking the Crips and the Bloods and gang shooting and shit like that. Like the farthest I can think of black on black crime is like the 80s. <laughs> and when I think of white atrocities, I don't, I don't even think I can comp- comprise a number of years that I can go back to where I won't find white atrocities. Like y'all telling us about black on black crime and you motherfuckers been stealing countries and raping and pillaging so brand, and enslaving why so people. Why new with it though? Like why is that such like a like I I don't know why they do what they do. I I just I I all I can really boil it down to is that they feel like I think it all boils down to entitlement. For some reason, they feel like everything is theirs and it belongs to them. They came over here and they was like, this is our shit now. And they were like, hey, um, you black people, you work for us now. And we're not going to pay you and we're going to beat you and then we're going to fuck your women. Like, like, all of this shit is ours. And then you look at now and they're like, hey, wait a minute. Minorities kind of want some shit for themselves. And in my pea-sized brain that means that they're trying to push us out and this is all our shit so i'm gonna get mad now and i think that's really all it boils down to is that they feel like everything belongs to them so if someone says black lives matter they're like wait a minute does that mean that we don't matter anymore and that they're, they're taking our shit and now we're gonna be obsolete and then they have that's a knee-jerk angry reaction uh, uh michael shays when he's talking about just the whole you know, black lives just existing. Like you just want to be equal and yeah. Like we just want to matter. Just matter. Like, like that's it. Like, we just want to matter. Not matter more than you. Just matter. Period. Yeah, we just want to matter, and that's like yeah. too much to ask. Yeah, that was... to matter. Like what the <laughs> fuck, man? Uh, like what is wrong with these people, dude? Fucking stupid. That's what they are. So um, stupid fucks. Incredibly. Uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Um, no, I think that's, uh, I think we did. I think we covered, uh, a pretty good amount, you know, for our week, uh, well, week back after some time and, um, we ready for the rest, rest of the week, uh, rest of the, the year, excuse me, with a couple of more episodes. I think we get maybe one or two for, yeah. uh, 2016 that's officially, thankfully, over. thankfully, thankfully over. So no, I'm, uh, I think I'm good. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm ready for this year to be over. And I got feel shitty saying it because I guess for me it's been a pretty strong year. Like I got my first house. You know, I had a daughter. I had a fairly. I I mean it hasn't culminated yet, but I've had a fairly successful year at work. Like it's been for me personally, 
the year hasn't been that bad. I mean, it's been pretty. I w- I wouldn't even really say it's been good. And the reason I wouldn't even say it's been good is because like I can cite things for me specifically, but I'm not a totally unsympathetic person that right. I can't take into account the fact that overall this year has been historically tragic. Like it's been an incredibly bad year, incredibly bad. So I'm not gonna sit here and be like, "Oh, it's been straight for me." Like right. it's been all right for me, but I'm not gonna sit here and act like this hasn't been a tragically bad year. And like I am ready for it to be over, just because I, man, I don't know about you, but I've been kind of like overly paranoid. Like, like, oh my god, what else is gonna happen? Like, how much worse can this shit get? This shit be? Yeah, we only got fucking. 20 something days left like and you feel like you want to be like oh it's only 20 something days left well like if we could just make it to january 1st we'll be all right like i hope nothing else happens like that's a crazy feeling to have and that shit is unique to this year this I fucking mean, piece you, of shit i think year. you could stress yourself out with that just just a wondering of hoping and things of that nature and you know false expectations and shit like yeah but i'm definitely 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 looking forward to to the new year yeah putting this year behind us man it's been it's been trash so yeah so but um other than that you know y'all know our, our uh, way the communication uh, our facebook uh page of what up though podcast or our twitter uh account what up though at uh so at what up though excuse me and uh gmail is uh what up though podcast at gmail and uh, our individuals is mine is blame otis and he, uh mike's is Michael underscore Aaron and uh, mm-hmm. please hit him up, hit us up. Excuse me. Um, um, any of the paths you feel guided to. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, hit us up with some iTunes reviews. Yes, definitely iTunes reviews. Uh, we had fifteen. We had nineteen. Nineteen. Like, excuse me. Uh, but they were like ratings. Oh, okay. Like we don't have that many actual written reviews. Like hit us up excuse with the me. written reviews. You know, even if it's just like, hey, uh. Five stars, love it. Like, yeah, it takes five seconds, love it. You know, right. something like that, whatever. And you know, hit us up with some uh, actual written reviews. Uh, we'll read them. We'll read them on the show. I actually remember to check it before uh, we started recording this one. Oh, so you did check it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I checked it. So, I mean, I'll I'll try to remember to check it if they actually you know come in. So, so yeah, leave us some reviews. Um, yeah, we'll read them on the air and we will appreciate that. Uh, hit us up with questions, comments, shit like that. Topics you want us to discuss. Uh, if you see something that you think you want to hear our opinions on, hit us up. We have multiple avenues you can do that. So, yeah, hit us up. All right, well, other than that, uh, we'll see y'all next week. Yep. Peace. Peace.